Good morning, everyone. This is Ruth Mitchell, editor of The Wholesaler Magazine, coming to you from Charlottesville, Virginia today to bring to you um, a great individual and a company um, for our Off the Cuff series. Today, we're joined by Wes Lobo, who's Vice President of Marketing and Product Development at Watts Water Technologies. Wes is here to discuss the Erico and PVI brands within the Watts family. Erico and PVI are manufacturers of commercial condensing boilers and water heaters for a variety of industries, including education, healthcare, hospitality, government and military, industrial, multifamily, office buildings, and more. Their system design approach enables Erico and PVI to provide customer-specific solutions that deliver superior building performance at a lower operating cost while assuring uptime reliability. The success and engineering strengths of both companies are a direct reflection of their people. Throughout their respective histories, Erico and PVI have continually striven for excellence, which has resulted in a number of firsts. I'm so excited to welcome you to the program, Wes. Happy Friday and welcome to Off the Cuff. Craig, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, thank you. Wes, there's so much to talk about. I know that um, we just saw you earlier in the year at the um, at the AHR Expo. So I just want to jump right in here and, and get your viewpoints. Let's talk about when we started the beginning of the year. You know, what was the forecast predicted, you know, for Erico and PVI for this year? Yeah, you know, we had a positive... 2019. So we ended the year on a good note and we came into 2020, you know, bright eyed and bushy tail uh, with some really exciting uh, initiatives, investment and, and growth opportunities. And so the year started off very strong for us. And then COVID happened, right? So COVID happened and, and let's talk about the disruption that that had in impacting the business. How did that impact Erico and PVI as well as the industry as a whole? So, you know, we came into the year, as I just said, Things were going really well, and and the whole COVID situation really didn't hit until around March. Yeah, you know that's when things really became real. You started to see shutdowns, you know, governors uh, closing states, uh, work from home mandates, and so at that point is when the situation really became real, and we had to reassess how the year was going to go. So, really, the industry as a whole, if we take a step back now, we're in you know close to mid May. We're, we're couple months down the road from when that all started to hit here. And there's a lot of stress in the industry right now as a whole. So you mentioned many of the verticals that we play in as you enter in your introduction. And right now there's a lot of suppression, right? Specifically around verticals like the hospitality community, the restaurant community. And so right now as a whole, the the outlook is just uh, unclear because the, the question everybody's trying to answer is when will things open back up and when will some of these markets rebound? So how do you believe the needs of your customers have changed and adapted since the beginning of 2020? I, I know that you said, you know, we hit that shock wave of everything had stopped, but do you see construction opening back up here? What are your customers feeling and, and how are you adapting to that? So we've seen we've seen a mix of things happen over the last eight weeks. And, you know, in some cases, in general, there was a lot of project activity coming into the year. So overall, you know, we had a good outlook or Project activity was high. The design activity, if you look at the architectures, the building index, that you know, there, there's a, there's a lot of good activity going on, strong, strong indicators. And so from a project activity standpoint, that really didn't slow down. A lot of design work. 
what we saw was in some cases, industries like education, you know, as schools started to close and go to a virtual world, the school population being, you know, dormant allowed schools to take advantage of that. And, and they started moving up some of the projects that they normally would have waited in the summer for. So there's some, some, some verticals where you see, you know, projects move up a little bit. And then there's other verticals like restaurants again, and like hospitality, specifically those being the two where, you know, restaurants were closed. There's nobody coming. There's nobody working in them. So, so the, so the level of activity went down. There's hospitalities, so the hotels where occupancy rates dropped off. And so uh, we saw a lot of those uh, new built projects come to a, come to a slowdown. And so the, um, the strategy, you know, really initially didn't change in the sense that our project activity was high and, and certainly our, our, um, uh, employees are, are you know busier than ever. So the, in the last eight weeks, I, I wouldn't say that we saw much of a change um, on the front end. Uh, we saw a lot of change on the back end, where you know certainly the one of the biggest topics that we're discussing almost on a daily basis: supply chain. How do we protect the supply chain? How do we make sure that we uh, have access to the materials that we need to continue to build our products to take care of our customers? Uh, you know, speaking of of the broken supply chain, I mean, when something like that happens, Wes, I mean, how long does that actually take to recover and keep moving forward? Was there a major disruption for the companies? Yeah, so speaking specifically for their own PVI business, I have to really tip our cap to our operations team and our supply chain sourcing group. They're, they've done a yeoman's job of staying ahead of the curve and really... Um, had, had foreshadowed some of this earlier and, and took, took the right steps to make sure that we kept our inventory levels at a, at a level that allowed us to continue to support our customer orders. And so, you know, so far, so good for us on the supply chain side. In terms of, you know, how, how you sort of fix the broken supply chain and when we expect that to recover looking forward, that really depends on what the longer term impact of all of this is. You know, we're, we're as, as the term has been used often, in unprecedented times. And I think those companies that are, you know, really reliant on international supply, different regions of the country, whether it's Europe, whether it's China, and those types of regions, then, and then you know, in the international work right now is really where the stress is. And so we've been fortunate so far with a great job that our searching team has done to keep us out of the curve and, and really uh, hoping that that is going to continue in the coming, you know, weeks to months. So, you know, I know that we're talking about your customers here as well. And I want to take a step back to the Watts booth at AHR. And the vision of the booth was smart and connected. Can you translate that mantra into the events that are happening today? And specifically in terms of um, the customer support from Erico and PVI? Yeah, so... Yeah, you know, that's a good recall back to me at HR. That, that was the theme of our booth, Smart and Connected, and that continues to be our main initiative within the Greater Watts family. Our initiatives on the Smart and Connected side haven't slowed down. So, so two things from from a Smart and Connected strategy perspective, we're still moving forward and and working on the projects that we had in the queue and in the pipeline to deliver more robust Smart and Connected offers to our customers. You know, tomorrow, six months from now, twelve months from now, and going forward. In terms of how the industry's changed, I, you know, the Smart and Connected strategy really brings to the forefront the importance of, of being connected and being able to remotely be connected to critical pieces of equipment within your uh, operating facilities. So our business you know, is deemed an essential business, and, that, and many in our industry have been deemed essential. And so, for example, 
If you look at the healthcare community right now, hospitals can't operate without a properly functioning water heater system, right? So if they don't have access to hot water, they can't operate their facility. And so being an essential business means that we not only have to have reliable equipment, but now the importance of being able to remotely connect in to critical pieces of equipment to see how is it running or things running well? Is there an opportunity to take care of an issue that may come up later? Take care of it now to avoid any future issues. And so giving that that connected awareness to our customers is now, I think, more visible and more important than ever to our customer base. You're seeing the value of that. Absolutely. More so than ever. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I hate using the word um, unprecedented times because, I mean, we're, my gosh, we've, we've been living it for a while now. But have you had to change the, you, the companies, have Erico and PVI had to change their business plans to remain competitive during this time? Yeah, our our value proposition to the market is has never been about price. So, and if, if competitive in the context of price, you know that's never really been our our main lever and our main main value. It's always been about reliability, uh, smart and connected. We just talked about that efficiency, and so we're still pulling on those levers even today. You know, one of the one of the reasons why we're able to do that is you know we have, in my opinion, an unparalleled channel in the market for our. Both of our brands, Airco and PVI, go to market through our third-party representatives, and we've got the best representative network in North America. I can say that confidently. So, you know, our products go to them. They're, they then turn around and sell it to their end customers. So our relationships there, uh, able to communicate our value proposition, uh, is really helping us, especially now. You know, it's access to projects. It's being able to leverage the value proposition of our products. And so, for example... Uh, you know, if there's any retrofit work that needs to happen right now, you know, when you're retrofitting old equipment and you have to get, you know, navigate tight foot, tight areas, getting facilities, you know, having value propositions about it, for example, industry leading small footprint, being able to get into those tight, tight areas, those are things we can still take advantage of today. So, you know, so far so good. If the number of opportunities, you know, dwindle over the coming months, you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. And we're, we're always in a competitive environment. So it's something we have to keep a close eye on. The question that I have for you, and I like to pose this by saying, you know, what is the biggest challenge you face today and how are you addressing it? And I want to take that one step farther by saying, you know, what is the the big picture of the challenge, but also when you came into work this morning and you have one vision that you're working on and trying to accomplish, what is that? Yeah, so for me personally, my team and our organization here, I'd say that, you know, you know, if, if we think about what this this pandemic has, has really forced us to do, we talk about crisis management, what's the first thing that's top of mind? It's it, First and foremost, it's our people. Right. It's looking at the safety and health of our people and our employees. And that's, our, that's our, our most valuable asset. And so ensuring that we have a healthy balance of, uh, you know, folks that are able to come into work, be safe when they do so. Um, you know, part of that was also taking a look at those folks who could work from home, uh, you know, and, and doing that, so we, we maintain the proper social distancing uh, guidelines. And so for, for us, it's really ensuring that we keep our employees safe and healthy and also keep them motivated to stay task-focused and making sure that we're able to support our customers. And so for me, you know, seeing our employees go above and beyond on a daily basis now, and, and above and beyond comes in many different uh, facets, whether that's, you know, making sure that we worked a little bit extra hard to get a product out because we're prioritizing 
anything that comes in from healthcare community, for example. It's making sure that we're actually, while many of us are working in a virtual world, able to collaborate well and team well together. So, you know, if our employees can stay safe, stay productive, and continue to, to be valued, that really, then the rest takes care of itself. They'll, they'll work through the challenges uh, and they'll make sure that we're taking care of our customers. You know, I was going to ask you, um, I'm always the type of person that I look for a silver lining. And so I was going to ask you, what positive changes do you think that have been made that have been most beneficial to your business in the long term? But, you know, as we're talking, I'm hearing you speak about your employees, the employees of Erico and PVI and, and, and Watts overall. And you're right, it does come down to the people. And in this world now, we're being connected more than ever and being in an essential industry, what great pride one has of that. And I can hear it in your voice when you're talking about the employees at Erico and PVI and Watts. Yeah, you know, I think um, there's been people far more intelligent than me in the business world that have have uh, much more eloquent quotes. But everybody talks about the customer being put the customer at the center of everything you do. Uh, you know, the customer is the true north, customer is king, and those are all true statements for sure in any business. Really, and I think it's actually Richard Branson who said it right. It's it's if you take care of your employees, then they'll take care of the customers. And so, being being in this environment is. Uh, we, 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 we tried really hard to stay connected to the employees. We've increased the number of touch points with a wider swath of our organization on a, uh, whether it's at a department level, at a uh, manager level. Our president, Jim Dagley, of our platform, you know, now has a weekly call with a wide uh, stretch of the organization to check in just to see how things are going. And so we're, we're ratcheting up the communication to make sure that we're open, we're transparent, we're, we're addressing any questions, comments, concerns that come up right away. Again, the, the main goal being the better job we can do with allaying any of their concerns and fears, you know, the more engaged they'll be, the more motivated they'll be. And that really is what in turn takes care of the customer. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what, Wes, I want to end this with one quick question. Like I said, I'm, I'm always looking at the silver lining here. Is the company involved in any projects such as helping with mobile hospitals, etc. during this pandemic? Yeah, so we, we do work with, you know, the mobile hospitals right now, if you think of the, you know, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, they're the ones that are going around and facilitating and supporting a lot of these mobile facilities. You know, we, we do have business with the military, the Department of Defense. And so, you know, the way that we're approaching that is twofold. One, we do have products specifically designed for the Army and, and those uh, portable heaters, water heaters are, are units that they can use. Our P50 uh, PVI Army heaters are, are units that they can use as part of their mobile hospital builds when they need them. And uh, and second from that, we do have products that are more able to uh, you know accommodate these flexible environments. And those products are usually sitting at the inventory, our stock stock items with our reps. And so our reps are going around to make sure that they're touching base with their local communities and offering them support, service support, and product support uh, for these facilities, and including mobile hospitals. And so those are the two ways. One is directly through the Army Corps of Engineers, and one is through our reps who are taking care of the local communities. You know, what a better 
And I hate to say what a better way, but uh, someone had talked to me before about, you know, we're so lucky that we're in this essential industry that takes care of the health of our nation. And now is the time to be spotlighting our industry to bring folks into it. And I hear the energy and excitement from you about what's going on at Erico and PVI and Watts. And, you know, it's it's let's get through this right now because down the road, it's going to be, you know, brighter days and there's going to be great opportunity for these companies, your companies to continue to shine as well as our industry as a whole. So with that, Wes, I'm going to say thank you very much for joining us today on On the Cuff. And I look forward to let's doing a possible recap six or eight months from now to see how we got through these times and where the company is heading down the road. Yeah, great, Ruth. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I would certainly enjoy catching up in six months and hopefully a much more uh, with a much brighter outlook. But one thing I do want to close with sure. is uh, I want to repeat a line that our CEO, Bob Pagano, used on our earnings call yesterday, which is we're, we're being disciplined in how we move forward with this. We're focusing on our employees. And, and most importantly, we, we truly believe that we will come out of this pandemic as a stronger company. And so I look forward to, to confirming that in our six-month check-in. I do as well, Wes. Absolutely. I'm putting it on the calendar. And those are very, um, very strong words for a strong company um, and its people and its products. So thank you very much for those beautiful words and for today. And I'll catch up with you in six months. Great. Thank you, Ruth. Enjoyed it. Take care. So everyone, it's it's Ruth Mitchell again. Um, you know, of course, we I ended the call with Wes, but we still kept talking and he had said something to me and it really hit home and I wanted to share it with all of our listeners. Wes, can you just repeat what you had said to me, please? Yeah, thank you, Ruth. You know, I wanted to take the time and, and certainly not uh, overlook uh, the most important part of this uh, situation that we're going through. While we're considered an essential business and we're fortunate to be that, Really, the true essential heroes right now are all the frontline workers who are sacrificing, uh, you know, time, family, uh, and, and their own health, personal health to uh, to be on the front line supporting all of us. And that includes the entire healthcare community, uh, the nurses, certainly. I know we're coming off the Nurses Appreciation Week. Also, the frontline workers, the delivery workers, the food suppliers, the Department of Public Works workers that are making everyday lives uh, much easier. So thank you to all of you out there that are really the true essential workers right now. Uh, we're, we're certainly in debt to you. Absolutely. That's a beautiful way to end this. Thank you again, Wes. We greatly appreciate your time and for your kind words to all of those out there who are fighting to keep us safe. Thank you, Ruth.